2: This is Oscar's Playback on the Gold Derby Podcast Network. Welcome back to Gold Derby. I'm Christopher Rosen. I'm joined by Joyce. A. Joyce, it's a wonderful day for Oscar. Oscar,
0: Oscar. Is, is that your rendition? That's it. That's, <laughs> That's it. me just, doing just the, the first
2: <laughs> two
0: it down. lines.
2: That's me doing Billy Crystal. Joyce, we're, we're starting something new here where we are going to Look at old Oscar ceremonies, perhaps, and starting with the nineteen ninety two ceremony, which is the first one you ever saw. We're calling calling this Oscars playback. I was overruled for uh, re oscarables because we don't want to cease and desist from the rewatchables podcast. So uh, Oscars also, Playback. also that's
0: just like not very SEO friendly.
2: Oh, not at all. <laughs> no one is searching re bowls. Uh, but Oscars playback. So, so this is the first ceremony you watch. We we were talking about this off the air. Uh, but yes, yeah, this so, is a,
0: this it's the sixty fourth annual ceremony, so honoring the films of ninety one. So the films of ninety one, the ceremony
2: of ninety two. Right, um, a, yeah. an incredible uh, ceremony. A couple of uh, top line uh, notes here. It took place on March thirtieth, uh, nineteen ninety two. So for all of us, including me, who always says, "Oh, this should happen much earlier." Uh, here's the Oscars,
0: okay. Ninth, March thirtieth. March Oscars. That's what I grew up with. Okay. <laughs>
2: Uh, Billy Crystal was the host, uh, and it was on ABC. It was only three hours and 33 minutes, according to Wikipedia. So, you know, not the most short, but not, not actually that bad for all the stuff. They Shorter than do. this year's. Shorter than this year's. And as we'll talk about, just the uh, 50,000 times more entertaining than this year's show, which is just a disaster compared to like this classic uh, Oscar ceremony. And it uh, was watched by 44 million people. In the united states according to wikipedia that font of accurate information uh so it was a big deal silence the lamp swept as we all know uh one <laughs> picture director actor actress and screenplay one of only three films at the time to have done all of those things
0: and and the still the last one the most recent
2: and it was released in february of the previous year on so valentine's day a full <laughs> uh, 13 months after its release i think it was the first Best Picture winner to ever be on VHS tape, which was the thing at the time.
0: Yeah, and I had... So the reason this was my first Oscars was because my dad had shown me Silence of the Lambs. Wow, at six? Yeah. My parents let me watch whatever I wanted. There were no restrictions in my house. So I mean,
2: I don't know if I show my daughter Silence of the Lambs at the moment, but I did (laughs) show her a bunch of Star Wars stuff and she's still like, why did Yoda die? And I'm like, well, he died.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't actually have like vivid memory watching the film at six but I remember watching it and you know like a ton of stuff like went over my head but you know I was fine like I wasn't scared
2: or anything so I never went to the, as a kid, we, my, my parents, and we didn't go to the movies very often. I could remember on like one hand, I could count the movies we probably saw in the theater. And so Silence of the Lambs, I remember they had watched on VHS because I remember like kind of like seeing them watch it. So like, there is like a little bit of memory. I'm, a, I'm slightly older than you, Joyce, uh, as it turns out. Uh, so I was a little more, you know, not six watching Silence of the Lambs. And then I, so I also have vivid memories of them watching Goodfellas the same way where I was up on the steps, like watching, like peeking down. Oh, so
0: you weren't invited into like the living no,
2: room? No, because they're like grown-up movies, right? Right. I was still oh, yeah. No, my dad always
0: invited me and he would he would like tell me to like come watch something with him, even if it's like an adult fair right. when I was a kid. So right. yeah. So then, you know, eventually like months later it was like the Oscars and then like we we just watched it because it was like this movie that we watched. And also Beauty and the Beast, because I love Beauty and the Beast. So, so i had a lot of range as a six-year-old.
2: <laughs> so I was going to say, when we started talking about this, and you're like, oh, it's the first one we watched, I assumed it was because of Beauty and the Beast. So you're throwing me through I, I, I do
0: love Beauty and the Beast. Um, but I that came out after Signs of the Lambs came out on VHS. So I, I saw remember. that- like,
2: I Afterwards. also remember watching that. I remember watching that on VHS for sure. Beauty and the Beast.
0: I love Beauty and the Beast. My Belle is my favorite Disney princess, and I also I was so annoying as a kid because Pizza Hut had um, dolls, like like a Belle doll and the Beast doll, but you had to buy a pie to get them. So I made my mom like go to Pizza Hut and order two pies, and to make sure it was like a Belle doll and a Beast doll.
2: Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this was a big deal uh, that, uh, so we're going to talk about the ceremony and we'll go through the categories. I have this, The top line thing I would say is A, grave ceremony, B, incredible movies, and like hard to even argue with winners and also uh, what was nominated, even though there are another Bunch of great movies that weren't even nominated uh it just was a great year
0: i mean we, we that, could discuss if it was an expanded lineup what else would have gotten in I,
2: I think that would be great and then the other thing that was a big deal obviously was beauty and the beast made it in for best picture if you watch the billy crystal opening that's actually like a big part of it where he's like he actually makes a joke about uh, Five from american west uh dying by suicide so it's a different time the humor is a little uh more brusque perhaps than it would be here in modern times uh, but yeah, it was like a big thing that like Beauty and the Beast was nominated and in his song, Billy Crystal song parody for Beauty and the Beast, which I, let me see, he did uh, the tune of, uh, it's from Cousins from the Bat- Patty Duke show. Jo- Joyce, I'm looking for some of these Billy Crystal songs. I have to say, I'm not the greatest, uh, name that tune on American standards and the stuff that he would parody. So I'm I'm going off a Jordan Hoffman, the contributor to Gold Turbys uh, list he did for Vulture a couple of years ago, where he ranked every Billy Crystal song. So that's how I know it is from cousin from Patty Duke, but he did beauty and the beast. And in the thing, he's like, Oh, we're all our, us actors are out of work because of an anime."
0: So um, the, the Academy has a playlist of uh, the ceremony, like all all the categories and the opening and and even the credits roll. So you could watch all those videos on the playlist. And I I watched all of them last night in order chronological order that they uploaded in. And uh, that was a recurring theme of the night, just uh, the the stars being pressed about uh, not being on screen in animated movies. Because Sally Field presents the Best Picture clip for Beauty and the Beast, and she makes that same crack. So
2: it's pretty wild to think that that was like a thing. When now mm-hmm. it's, I guess it's similar. Now we saw like they've been doing the same bits for decades, obviously, because like motion capture was a thing for a little while, where people were like. Us actors, we can't do it anymore, I guess. And the same with the animated movies. And now it's funny because most of the people, including Billy Crystal, is probably best known at the moment for a lot of people as a voice of an animated character. Uh, so <laughs> for Monsters Inc., he completely he's made a career doing animated voices.
0: Also, is that like a great gig? Like like voiceover? Come on, you could do it in your pajamas. Yes, so oh,
2: it's great. Yeah, and
0: now, like in COVID, just do it at home.
2: <laughs> like, the, just the ceremony started. <laughs> The ceremony started with Billy coming out with his uh, famed uh, Hannibal Lecter mask. That was like the big bit. And I was, I, so we were talking, I did not watch this. I don't remember, but I do remember seeing that. And I think watching his opening and then I probably had to go to bed, I would say, or probably What was your first
0: else. Oscars? Do you even remember your first Oscars?
2: I don't really, honestly. I was thinking it probably was like Forrest Gump, Pulp Fiction that year because I actually saw those movies like in the theater and was very excited about it. So that was probably it. I would say so this one I remember watching some of but not all of it uh but yeah I remember the opening and Billy comes out he does his cracks making jokes about things that don't exist anymore and like Orion Pictures I think was like a runner at least for Jonathan Demi, right or whatever <laughs> well
0: yeah because they've released I mean they had four of Silence of the Lambs was became their fourth best picture winner and it was in the middle of uh going to bankruptcy <laughs> at that
2: <Yes>. point <laughs> Uh, and then Billy did his songs. The I, I think the most, so he did, uh, so the Best Picture nominees were Beauty and the Beast and JFK, Bugsy, uh, Silence of the Lambs, and The Prince of Tides. And uh, he did, I think his one of his most famous songs was for Prince of Tides. He does uh, Don't Rain on My Parade for Barbara Streisand and makes a, a crack about her, did the movie direct itself because she was snubbed among the Best, picture, uh, best Director nominees. Uh, and that got a extended extended pause and a huge ovation. Barbara yeah. seemed fine with it, but probably was like a little pissed. I would say, you know.
0: Um, yeah. Well, well, I was also reading Inside Oscar last Best night Go that, for that it. covered, <laughs> you know, yes. every every ceremony basically, and yeah, there was like after the nominations, she obviously was snubbed, and the quote uh, they included of her in there was that she says she's trying not to take it personally, like. It's a, a bigger, it, it's just emblematic of like a bigger issue, which is like, you know, they hate women.
1: <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> and like they, they just
0: complete disregard for female directors. I mean, we still sure. only have three female directing winners, the third one this year.
2: Right. <laughs> so. And also at the time we were talking about this, not the not the most uh precursors, but the Golden Globes, when they existed, actually mattered at this time. She was among the nominees there for best director. So it wasn't it was somewhat of a surprise. The clubs have it.
0: always supported her and she got the DJ nomination as
2: well. So pretty, pretty yeah. egregious snub as it turns out. But again, if you look at the best director list, I could think I could put her in there, but I mean, it's still tough. It was, a, it was just a great year. It's
0: it's a great lineup. Cause also John Singleton, um, youngest directing nominee ever, a 24. Right. Like he made it in and the movie was not nominated best picture. This is also a you know, obviously field of five and best picture. So there was a, a lot closer of a link between those two categories. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, it, it's actually, you know, more like it's like atypical that like two directing nominees are not represented in Best
2: Picture. And, and this is one of the things, we'll, like you said, we'll talk about the ex- expanded lineup here because uh, John Singleton, first Black director nominated and first and youngest director at the time nominated. And then uh, Ridley Scott got in for Thelma and Louise. Uh, it's funny watching the, the again, just time is great. And it's so wild, but going like when you see the clips of how young Ridley Scott looked on the, the on the set of Thelma and Louise, it's just wild that he's still churning out like movies, <laughs> like he's still going at it. It's awesome. 30 years later, House of Gucci and Napoleon. And Napoleon. Your, yeah.
0: your, your best picture nominee for next year. <laughs>
2: A future best picture i mean Joyce, before we go on i just want to correct apparently we were talking about armageddon time last night and i was like wow anthony hopkins does not play fred trump he just plays like a grandfather figure in that movie it seems like so i was incorrect earlier speaking of our previous oh, okay. uh 2023 predictions so does
0: that change your your predictions for next year at all
2: no he's still in and anthony hopkins yeah. was like the star of this ceremony so billy comes out dressed as uh hannibal lecter and walks right up to anthony hopkins and does like a kind of it was a funny when you watch it i just felt like he had no end for the bit he gets wheeled out with the mask and then everybody's like laughing and then he walks out to anthony hopkins and he does tries to do like a hannibal lecter voice billy and it's like i'm having the academy over for dinner and then anthony hopkins is like sounds good to me or whatever he says i don't even know oh, he,
0: no he asks him would you like to join me That's or something it. and anthony hopkins says anytime and
2: then he just walks back up on stage and there's like no end to the bit and he has to take the mask off. It's just like so silly. And then he does his whole opening monologue in the songs and stuff. Uh, yeah, it was like, so the show itself, I thought was great compared to this year's show. Just like-
0: But the show is incredible. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of the 90 ceremonies because it was just a lot more glamorous and they really lean into- cinema and what they were celebrating like they were not ashamed of movies and its creators and craftspeople like they seemingly are now um if i, I don't think they did in the ceremony but if you recall in the 90s they used to do like fashion shows for the costume design mm-hmm. nominees um like that's great and you know they had a uh, very elaborate uh musical numbers in this ceremony that was-
2: Awesome. Uh, so you, yeah, you had found so a, a couple of things with the not a lot of music rights it seems on the Academy YouTube page. Joyce,
0: no, you don't. They don't include the the
2: performances. <laughs> but we found they haven't for those. We found the Beauty and the Beast ones, and they're like elaborate and lavish, and it looked like a broad, like literally like a Broadway production. That, that,
0: the, those performances are like one of the few things I actually remember from watching the ceremony, just because, like, I love Beauty and Beast. Um, it's awesome. I didn't remember much else from this, but those performances, because it they have three nominated songs.
2: Awesome. Um, and that was yeah. another big deal that Angela Lansbury references, like, when she comes out to introduce uh, Be Our Guest and Belle, uh, that it's, like, there's three, and then she comes back later to do a a fourth, uh, the third song. Uh, yeah, great.
0: and it's, like, a... a so, like a like a remix, I guess. Well, it's the same song, but it's like her version of Beauty and the Beast, like Mrs. Potts, and then the pop version of Celine Dion and Peeble Bryson.
2: Yes, and another trip seeing Celine Dion, young Celine Dion at the Oscars before uh, Titanic. Just love that. And it's just a great performance. And like everything about it, I felt like it was so tight. It felt, so the things about the ceremony that stood out to me, A, and again, we kind of talked about this and who knows this year, the difficulties of getting famous people to come with the, the pandemic and all these different things and what was nominated. But man, you watch that Oscars and it's just like every famous person is at this Oscars, right? Like everybody's there. And now it helps that a lot of the movies are stacked with some of the most famous actors of the time. But like, it just felt like a really, like they really- L- Liza
0: Minnelli was there 30 years ago, just as she was here three weeks ago. <laughs>
2: Amazing. And we will talk about Kevin Costner announced best director like he did this year. Um Yeah, it was just like way more, Way more, I think, use like just way more glamorous and much more pomp and so. Yeah, situations.
0: and there was um when they were like going to commercial break. um The announcer guy, like, he said, like, oh, and how, like Hollywood, like the, the next segment is like gets more glamorous with Audrey Hepburn, Demi Moore, and Sylvester Stallone. Like that's your trio when you think of glamour.
2: I mean, that's pretty dope. And like, yeah, this year is just like here's, you know. Jacob Elordi from Euphoria, no offense, to Jacob Elordi, who I love on Euphoria, but it's a little you bit know, of a he step.
0: he have to present best visual effects with Rachel Zegler, who yeah, wasn't so even going to the Oscars six days prior. So it's a little bit
2: of a step down for yeah. Audrey Hepburn.
0: It's so so, um, Audrey Hepburn looks amazing. Oh my God. Just, <laughs> so, ugh,
2: so that that's one of the things we're operating on. And then, I mean, the other thing is just these movies are awesome. And then the ceremony also did a Thalberg award for, uh, george lucas so that was you know another
0: it was yeah and it was presented by steven spielberg and Mm -hmm. it was it was just funny because like he's 30 years later steven spielberg is still presenting awards like honorary awards or whatever to george lucas because he just did it at pga
2: (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's amazing (laughs) Also,
0: great hair in that clip
2: he looks so great it's so funny seeing him young and then even like i'm going through the presenters it's like boy oh boy just a murderer's row you have uh I'll just read off some of the names here. Carl uh, Malden did opening <laughs> remarks, sure. But well, he was the president, yeah. Yes. So, uh, Whoopi Go- obviously, Whoopi Goldberg for supporting actor because she won the previous year for Ghost. Uh, Joe Pesci did supporting actress, which was really actually fun seeing him at the Oscars because I know he hates that and like he barely gave a speech for Goodfellas. And he said
0: more presenting than he did in his speech. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he did. Uh, Annette Benning was there presenting art direction, which I know you talked about yes. as like kind of a party foul because she's. Uh, yeah, because,
0: yeah, Bugsy won that, and I am not a fan of mm. actors presenting categories in which their film is nominated. If you kind of
2: a kind it, of a flop, and we saw that actually multiple times because uh, Kevin Costner does it for director later when his film is JFK sure. for Oliver Stone, who does not win. Nicole Kidman does uh, everything I do, I do it for you. She introduced uh, great. Uh, Antonio Banderas and Sharon Stone promoting The Specialist, I would imagine, at the time. Wasn't that it? Or Assassins? Which one was she in with? The, or am I conflating two different movies? Uh, I actually am conflating two different Stallone movies. Wow, yeah. that's, that's awesome. <laughs> uh, assassins has uh, Antonio Banderas, and The Specialist, I believe, has Sharon Stone.
0: But also, wasn't Assassins, like, years later?
2: 94 and 95 they are. So we're yeah. pre, pre-dating uh, a little bit of a Stallone <laughs> renaissance there. Uh, hilarious though that they're together. Denzel did the best picture of JFK, uh, dope. Gina Sarandon, uh, Gina Davis and Susan Sarandon for best editing. Dana Carvey and Mike Myers, they rolled out off of Wayne's World for uh, best live action short. They did uh, animated, uh, you, I think you sent me a screen grab of this, uh, Bell and Beast and Chip for animated short film.
0: Yes. I, I remember this too.
2: <laughs> that was like a thing, right? When we put like cartoons and like with real people around the- They, like, they you should
0: take that back. When was the last time they did it recently?
2: I don't know. I thought, well, I know so they was did it, like it for Toy Story? Shrek. Well, oh, Toy Story. Well, oh, maybe Toy Story, but I know they did for Shrek uh, when it won, right? Remember they cut to the crowd and it was like the first Yeah, but that, that was also
0: did. 20 years ago. But right. was it, they did well, it for like 20... Toy Story 3 or- maybe. I
2: don't know. <laughs> uh, Demi Moore and Cel- Sylvester Stallone presented awards uh daryl hannah and Edward james almost john candy did another award tom hanks uh spike lee and john singleton yep spike lee and john singleton sally field for best picture like you mentioned richard gear did best cinematography laura dern and diane ladd both nominated right for for Mm -hmm. uh ramblin rose did best visual effects patrick swayze sure uh robert duvall angelica it's just like shirley and eliza minnelli presented best original song what
0: and then Michael they have Douglas? this whole bit about like how they need to like do a movie and they should invite like that funny girl in the audience. And I was like, another Babs reference. So Babs got a lot of screen time.
2: Here are the last four presenters or five presenters. Michael Douglas for best actress, Jessica Tandy for Prince of Tides, best picture, Kevin Costner, and then Paul Newman and Elizabeth Taylor do best picture. I mean, that is like, boy oh boy. Yeah, they, they brought out the big guns. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like compared to- this year, it's no contest. So it was a different time, Joyce, 30 years ago. Uh, yeah, so uh, why don't we go through, do you wanna like, we'll go through the uh, the nominations and then you had a lot of good information because you actually are researching more than I am. Because
0: <laughs> I, 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 I read a chapter
2: last night. A chapter of a book. Reading is, is an important thing uh, and about like what the season was like. But Bugsy had the most nominations with 10. JFK had eight. The Prince of Tides and Silence of the Lambs had seven. Beauty and the Beast, Terminator Two, Thelma and Louise had six. The Fisher King had five. With Hook, just LOL. That it had so many. Uh, Backdraft, Barton Fink with three, and then Boys in the Hood, Cape Fear, Fried Green Tomatoes, Rambling Rose, and Star Trek four. Or, I'm sorry, uh, Star Trek six. I guess yeah. The yeah. Undiscovered yeah. Country. Wow. So those <laughs> are the nom- those are the movies <laughs> that got nominated with more than one nomination the silence lamps won five terminator two one four beauty and the beast bugsy and jfk all won two
0: um yeah that i don't i don't think in general most people have issues with any of these winners this is one of those years where especially the best picture i think like 99 percent of people would say they got this right like no no notes
2: so uh it's JFK is like honestly one of my favorite movies I've seen it like so many times and, and I'm sure you're not surprised because I'm a total lunatic and a conspiracy <laughs> nut uh, but it's a great movie and Oliver Stone is problematic now but he was a great filmmaker back then I
0: mean they they thought this was problematic then
2: <laughs> it was it was definitely like a, a wacky movie uh, but yeah even me as a, the, the, the JFK stan Son of Lambs is like unbelievably good <laughs> just there's like no notes at all uh, if I and all of these movies are actually good. I guess the top three for me would be like Science of Lambs, JFK, and Beauty and the Beast. Bugsy and Prince of Tides, I'm not sure I've really like spent a lot of time with in the last 30 years. I don't know about you.
0: Yeah. Um, I would say the only movie of the best picture nominees I've seen more than once are Science Lambs and Beauty and the Beast. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I JFK was fine. Like I'm I'm not I'm not a, a huge fan like you are. Um, and I don't think Bugsy and Prince of Tides have aged well like who even talks about them
2: now bugsy feels like one of those movies that like at the time was just like this is like an oscar you know what i mean like it's like an Oscar. oh yeah movie. for sure
0: and i think um like that would be the safe pick like people would like especially after nominations oh, it leads of 10 like you would think oh like it's gonna win right and usually it not not these days but back then like if you're the nomination leader you're probably winning right and yeah, like you said, like it's like that kind of classic like I mean, it's like Hollywood adjacent, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know and uh it's 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 less of like a gangster movie and more like the way they sold it was like a romance between like his character war babies and Annette Benning and you know they they got married after this
2: <laughs> that was like it, my memory of it is that was like the big big thing is that like Warren Beatty and Benning were like together. Yeah, he and finally like, settled down. <laughs> like this is like a thing and it had like a lot of, you know, obviously Barry Levinson directed an Oscar winner for Rain Man. A gangster movie though, like that kind of paled in comparison to maybe like Goodfellas or even like the guy, God- like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, we've seen these times. Yeah. Of
0: but I think that was like the notion that, you know, like Goodfellas didn't win because it was like too much of a gangster film. Right. But this one was like less of that. Right. and, it, and like more of like the Academy's alley. That's that's what I've always understood it as, but it just it never really took off, I guess. Even like, yeah,
2: and it's like I, I, I don't
0: know anyone who watches it like now.
2: <laughs> I actually got to be honest, I was surprised it even won two awards because I feel like if this was like the current like that's a movie that I think now would just go over ten kind of Irishman style, where it's like there's no real reason to, get, even though I'm sure like the art direction and and the costumes are dope. It's like I think nowadays they would just be like, no, we don't need. There's no like you've said a lot. There's no like there's no uh, pressure or imperative to like give it an Oscar, basically. Yeah. Like, and I think at the time, maybe there was a little more of that being like, well, you know, I want to spread the wealth. Bugsy, it's like got 10 nominations, it's got to win something. Whereas now I think it would just be like blanked.
0: <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Um, I, it's definitely a, a movie of its time,
2: right? right?
0: Like if it had one best picture and maybe like maybe one or two other uh, awards, it, it would just kind of... I, I feel like get lost in, in the history books there. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, that one. And then obviously it'll be like, I can't believe like Silence of the Lambs that I didn't won Best Picture.
2: Right. <laughs> kind of shocking that one. So it was the first horror movie, technically, and putting it in quotes. I guess it's a horror movie. That one
0: mm-hmm. and it's a genre like, movie. Genre
2: movie came out so much earlier. So you were saying it so it didn't really win at the the Golden Globes or a precursor, BAFTA was around, and then it had the and DJ. So one PG and DJ. So well, BAFTA was just after. Right. Yeah. Oh, then right. It, it existed. <laughs> it existed. So, SAG one, did not so exist. So, one PGA and DGA, Sons Lambs. Yes. Not the Golden Globes. So, if you were watching that show, uh, maybe and you only saw the Golden Globes, maybe you're like, oh, it's a surprise that it won. At the same time, like watching the show, it doesn't feel like anybody expected anything else to win. Do you agree with that? No. Like, I just didn't get the sense that it was a surprise, any of its wins.
0: So, yeah. So, the only Globe in one was for Jodie Foster. So, it lost er- everything else. <laughs> right. Like it lost the um, all the categories in one, the other categories in one for the Oscars basically. Right. And yeah, like you got, even um, when the the opening with Billy Crystal, like it got a huge applause when he came out in the Handball Lecter mask. Like, and then he did like the whole thing with Anthony Hopkins and that got a huge applause. And then you can even when they're presenting best actor, you could just hear the applause he got, him. And, and then when he won everyone was so happy.
2: He got literally a standing ovation. Anthony Hopkins. It was yeah. like an incredible like he's the only I think he might be the only winner of that night to receive a standing ovation from at least the actors. I
0: think I, saw. I think there was another one but I don't remember what it was for. Maybe it was for like one of the maybe it was for like George Lucas or something. I
2: think right it on. was. I mean like they like Anthony Hopkins it was like this is like the moment to give Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, they were like
0: monster. totally into it and it it kind of uh reminded me of like Parasite really because it was yeah. like you know very early on no one would expect either of those films to win like, even if you really love it but it's just it on paper it looks like there were just so many things against it working against mm-hmm. it but people love that movie both movies and in Sansa Lambs case it came out so early so you just have to assume that most of the members had seen it by then because you know it came out on VHS that fall um so it's like they don't even have to worry about sending out screeners in the winter or like VHS tapes back then you know and like getting people to go to the theater to see it
2: yeah I think it's I, I think the Parasite comp is really good because also it just is like a it was like a cultural touchstone, right? You know what I mean? Like he did the joke, like the reason Billy Crystal was able, not just because it was going to win or maybe Anthony Hopkins was going to win, but the reason he does the Hannibal Lecter joke at the beginning for 45 million people watching this is because everybody instantly goes, oh, Science of the labs. It was like a cultural yeah. phenomenon. And these other movies are not cultural phenomenons, I would say. JFK was definitely like a big deal, certainly at the time, just because of like the controversy around it and stuff. And Beauty and the Beast obviously is popular. But none of these movies were like Son of the Lambs. I
0: mean, *Beauty and Mesa is great. Um, I love it, but it was obviously fifth here. <laughs> like, I don't yeah, think I think sure. a lot of people like would not, you know, just based on the jokes of that night. Like, I don't think they would vote for an animated movie to win.
2: No, that's picture. So, so, so you want to go through what the following five would be if we had a set ten here before we go into the other categories?
0: Uh, so I think *Ethel and Louise* since uh, Ridley got the nomination and, you know, both Gina and Susan were nominated and won original screenplay.
2: So that seems like it was the sixth, I would say.
0: Yeah. I, I'd say that's probably sixth. Um, uh, I, yeah. Boys in a hood, I guess.
2: So I was wondering that it got two I, nominations, I believe. Right. Yeah. And, like both for and-
0: John Singleton.
2: I, I think it would have gotten in I don't know that. I think it would, it would probably be really
0: well. If it's a sliding scale, I don't know if it would get in, but it was like a hard 10. I think it can get in.
2: Let's say it's a hard 10. So I think it would get in. So that would be that gets us to seven. That's seven. I think T2 actually would get in on 10.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Terminator That's,
2: 2. It had a lot of, uh, it was obviously the biggest hit of the year, another cultural phenomenon. And then obviously won four Oscars, all in the tech categories. This was like a pre James Cameron. Let's get James Cameron an Oscar moment. Oh I my god. Like- so um
0: the visual effects uh speech, one uh-huh. of the guys, the last one actually, he's like, he's like thanking James Cameron. He's like, we gotta get Jim Cameron one of these soon. I'm like, if you only knew.
2: <laughs> <laughs> just wait, wait another wait. Uh, seven years and you get it. Um yeah, no, I think so. Terminator two, if that gets in, that's eight, right? Or seven. Um no, that's eight.
0: Yeah, so that's yeah, we added three. So I I guess like Fisher King?
2: So I think you're left with the option to be Fisher King or Barton Fink, perhaps, which won the can at Cannes and was the nominee yeah. here. Uh, Fisher King, certainly, obviously mercedes Rule 1, supporting actress, and-, and Robin Williams was nominated. nominated. Uh, I mean, everything else, I don't know, Cape I don't movie. know, what else would- <laughs> So the, no- the top movies of the year, box office-wise, were T2, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, which I definitely saw in the theater and really loved. Well, Robin Hood. Great movie. <laughs> uh Beauty and the Beast, Hook, Silence of the Lambs, JFK, Naked Gun Two and a Half, which I also saw in the theater, The Adams <laughs> Family, Cape Fear, and Hot Shots. So a lot of like frivolous things.
0: Mm-hmm. I could
2: see Cape Fear being an option just because of the Scorsese pedigree and De Niro is nominated, but I don't yeah, think yeah Julia really lewis
0: got into didn't really maybe love I guess that would be nine. Right? How many did we add?
2: We- We've added that's not The Hood,
0: Thelma uh,
2: Louise, and Louise. T2. T two. Cape Fear. And then we have one left basically. So it that's could be. Fisher Bo- King, right? Fisher yeah. King. Yeah. yeah you so want to do Fisher Hat. King. That makes sense because I think Terry Gilliam didn't he win or was nominated at one of these things. Let me see. Scintillating stuff here. I lost my, I lost, my lost my lost my page, Joyce. Hold on. I feel like, feel like he was Terry. Well, whatever. Uh we'll we'll fix that in post. Or like, he,
0: not not for um Fisher
2: King. No, not best director, but I feel like he was on like a precursor list. Hang on, let me see. Whatever. The Fisher King, I think, would be pretty solid. I don't know. I think that could be like the 10th. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think it's easier um, to make the list if it was the sliding scale. <laughs> yeah. Harder to fill out the 10, I think. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then, yeah, just based, because based on the directing nominees, it's like, you would just think Thelma and Louise and probably Boys in the Hood would get in.
2: And then for directing, obviously we said Barbara didn't get in for, mm-hmm. but I don't know who you knock. I, I guess I would say like Barry Levinson would be the knockout based on this. Because you have Demi obviously won, John Singleton for Boys in the Hood, Oliver Stone for JFK and really Scott for Thelma and Louise and Barry Levinson for Bugsy. Yeah. I, mean, I don't
0: like really have a problem with this lineup. Like it it's a great that she was snubbed. Um
2: It is a great lineup.
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess you would probably say like John Singleton is like the easiest to remove just cause you know, he was a newcomer like so young and you wouldn't expect him to be nominated anyway. Um, but you don't want to
2: remove him because it's like no. one of their actually best. <laughs> I nominate- like it's hard to believe yeah, and then, were, like,
0: and uh, like, it makes sense that, like, Barry Levinson and Albert Stone were nominated because they were just coming off recent wins.
2: Right. So, and Ridley for Dumb and Louise. I mean, yeah, like, you don't want to knock John, John Singleton feels like, oh, wow, we actually got one of these right for once. Like, yeah. instead of like classic Oscars being like, eh, we missed this one. Like, uh, sorry. So, <laughs> sorry, everybody. You know,
0: the Reckon Branch always goes their own way. And uh, even if, when they're like huge snubs, like, they have nice surprises as well.
2: So then the acting awards, Joyce, we had Best Actor, Anthony Hopkins won, like we said, standing ovation. Uh, no notes again for this. Good category, though. Warren Beatty for Bugsy, Robert De Niro for Cape Fear, Nick Nolte for Prince of Tides, and Rob Williams for The Fisher King. Uh, I guess a snub would have maybe you could consider would be like Costner. Kevin Costner for yeah. JFK. Um, yeah. But, but he, also... he
0: just won the previous year with Dances uh, with Wolves. Mm-hmm. Not, not for acting, but no. you know. He got got
2: two. I think he's great in it, but I'm like, these are great performances. I love De Niro and Cape Fear. I think Cape Fear is actually like one of Scorsese's underrated classics. It's so good. And he's like awesome in it. What a year for Nick Nolte. He had Prince of Tides and Cape Fear. Wow.
0: Mm -hmm. Way to go. And that he won the Globe. Like Anthony Hopkins did not win the Globe for. Well, we
2: should talk about Anthony Hopkins' performance is one of the got to be one of the shortest of all time to win best. It's like
0: 24 minutes. Yeah, so he could have gone supporting. I mean, this is what everyone talks about, right? Like, I mean, he would have definitely won supporting. It doesn't matter. He would have won either category.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't feel like it's category fraud because I think like he's not just, he is the lead actor in the movie and it is the character who is like most important other than Clarice. So it does feel to me like it is the best, it is the lead actor of the movie. He's not a supporting part per, per se.
0: No, it's like even though his screen time is that of a supporting performer, like if you just look at the numbers, right? Um, it's on par with most uh, supporting performances. But yeah, his his impact is so great. And right. you're just constantly thinking about him, and the characters are constantly talking about him.
2: Yes. It's like that old but, Simpsons. Wasn't that a Simpsons joke where it's like the characters always be talking about uh, Pookie, right? Isn't that, or Poochie? Wasn't that part of it?
0: yeah and so it's like you you just it doesn't matter like you're and it's like such an iconic performance you just like as soon as he enters the frame it's just like holy shit like like you're in and it's unforgettable and yeah you could just see like in the room how much people loved it and loved him and they were just ready to award him for this uh and you know i i think like i don't like category fraud is you know fun to talk about but um, and I think it's more of like to, to be like really considered fraud. It's, it's more like if you're a lead performance competing and supporting, cause you have the extra screen time and you're probably driving the plot of the movie. Whereas supporting performers don't usually drive the plot of the movie. Right. He actually is driving the plot of the movie. So, but I, it's harder for if like due to the reverse, if you're a supporting performer to compete and lead, right. Mm-hmm. Cause you're already lacking the screen time and you might not be dragging the plot. So it says more about you and your work and what you did if people are willing to give you an Oscar for a comparatively short performance.
2: So that was his first nomination, Joyce. It's hard to imagine like Anthony Hopkins not having like multiple nominations, I guess. But that was like, this is like, hey, Anthony Hopkins, we should give him an Oscar. That's also another thing I feel like. It was like a discovery almost.
0: Even though and, it wasn't, because he's
2: been acting for, like, 30 years before. This. Oh, yeah.
0: Um, but. but also, like, he, so, like, since he won last year for The Father, like, he's one of those rare um, multiple Oscar winners for acting where you don't have an issue with either of his wins. Like, they're, like, unimpeachable, right? Like, two Correct. of his best performances. Like, it's so rare, because a lot of multiple Oscar winners, it's like, you might not give it to them for, like, one performance or two, or maybe if they're like you know three-time winners or you know one four-time winner, not those, but I don't think anyone has an issue with his two wins.
2: No, it's none of these, and it, like yeah, like these are great. I mean, like you look at the nominees; it's like Robin Williams for Fisher King was like a hey, good seeing you here, kind of right? Like you know we're we're still excited about your work. Nick Nolte for Prince of Tides, again another like hey good year. De Niro for for Cape Fear and Warren Beatty for Bugsy. I, they're major talents, but like these are not. De Niro does not need an Oscar for for Cape Fear, let's say.
0: No, and Warren, um, that was that was all his birthday. He <laughs> said yeah. he lost on his birthday. Um, I I don't know if there was like any urgency either to give him an acting award. Like he, obviously he won for directing Reds. Um, yeah. but yeah, I feel like Bugsy was just kind of it. It eventually became one of those movies that you you know, like you said before, like the Irishman that you more admired and respected than loved. Right. So And kind of like
2: we saw with, I mean, like, honestly, like Power of the Dog is this too, where it's like got broad support across the entire academy, but it's not going to be like something that people feel the need to let win.
0: Yeah. It just doesn't inspire that same type of passion. passion. Yeah. Yeah. Like whatever. And it's not like, like none of, you know, we talk about like crowd pleasers a lot this past season, but like none of these are really crowd pleasers. I, I guess Beauty and Abuse. But like.
2: I mean, I'd actually say Silence of the Lambs is, is a it crowd is. pleaser like, because it's yeah. entertaining and it's you're entertaining. like, you're yeah. into it. It's like but one it's of the like most
0: traditional sense of a crowd pleaser.
2: It, it's actually one of the most entertaining best picture winners, I would say. Mm-hmm. It's like incredibly yeah. watchable. It's an easy one. Yeah,
0: very watchable, watchable. Very rewatchable. Yeah. Yeah but it's just something they've never honored before, so. Maybe
2: re-Oscar poll, Joyce, that that doesn't make it happen.
0: You you could go trademark that, so.
2: I'm gonna send an email. I think that's how it works. Uh, Best Actress, Jodie Foster won, again. uh, So she was the second two-time winner and it was only 28 when she won. So I think she was the youngest person, with youngest actress, the two Best Actress Oscars, right? At the time of this Mm -hmm. win? Yeah. and just a great win. She's so good in uh, Sons of the Lambs. Incredible. No notes. The other nominees are Gina Davis and Susan Sarandon for Thelma and Louise, uh, Laura Dern for Rambling Rose and Bette Midler for, for *For The Boys. Um, I think the Bette Midler one was a surprise maybe, but she also won the Globe, I believe. So.
0: Well, yeah, in musical.
2: Sure. Comedy. But like. Um,
0: yeah, I think you could probably remove her, I guess, if you're going to drop one of them. I, yeah.
2: And who would you put in, like?
0: I don't know. Maybe Annette
2: for <laughs> Bugsy. I Annette for Bugsy, or uh yeah, I don't know who else. I mean, like, uh, there's not a lot this year. I mean, I I think if you're doing it now, I would actually make a very strong case for Linda Hamilton from T2 to be in here. She's awesome. <laughs> it's a great performance. It's like an iconic performance, and you could easily put her in instead of Ben Midler No offense to Bette Midler. It
0: just feels like you know giving Mad Max a bunch of nominations but not Charlize Theron so
2: right it is the it is the pre-Charlie's Charlie's performance basically and mm-hmm. she's incredible in the movie so I, that would be my fix here would be putting her in instead of Bed, I guess or I mean Laura Dern for Rambling Rose I gotta say another one I'm not super familiar with I've not seen a lot in the last 30 years
0: you know they just had the the mother-daughter narrative they're the first yeah. mother-daughter nominated in the same year so but she wasn't winning um yeah. And then, you know, Thelma and Louise, we, we need to uh, bring back double nominations in this category because there's, they're the last pair, the most recent pair to be nominated from the same movie in Best Actress. And there's only been five. So.
2: Well, I feel like nowadays this would never happen. They would just shunt one of these to the support. Yeah. That's category. what they do. Yeah. Because like you could have yeah. said, like Carol, I think was maybe like the last great opportunity for this. Right. Would, I mean, I think I'm a missing one, but I feel like Rooney Mara and Kate Blanchett could have gotten yeah, best like actors Rooney was definitely
0: well the globes the globes put Rooney in bleed lead because right. we're like not having that right
2: <laughs> one one globes is a voice when the globes are a voice of reason you know there's a, probably a something going on um yeah who would you who else would you put in here I mean Annette Bening or like I mean I don't know yeah
0: I guess Annette um
2: what about like Barbara Streisand <laughs>
0: I, I don't know. If I, I mean, of, I haven't seen <laughs> Prince of Tides* in a really long time.
2: No. But I mean, like she would be the other obvious like option. I guess. Know? Yeah. Uh, for Best supporting Actor Joyce, this is fun. Uh, so Jack Palance does his great speech. He's, you know, uh, 90 million years old and he wins. That's an exaggeration, but he does his one arm push up. Whoopi gives him the Oscar. It's a great moment. He wins for City Slickers. Uh, He talks about how he's got poops bigger than Billy Crystal. I believe in his. uh, That
0: was his opening line.
2: (laughs) It's incredible. No, no Fs at all. Uh, This is a, another kind of like, this is a fun category, but I'm like, you could actually switch out a bunch of these. And Tommy Lee's nominated for JFK. (laughs) It's Clay Shaw, Harvey Keitel for Bugsy, Ben Kingsley for Bugsy, and Michael Lerner for Barton Fink. So yeah, so
0: this was a uh until three billboards this was the last time there were double nominees in supporting actor and then Pretty now mild. we just have it all the time in supporting actor um <laughs> so, so nuts. But, uh yeah i i i understand why they nominated Tommy Lee jones who's he's like you know good in jfk but there are like at least like four other jfk actors i would have nominated so here. off like the top kind of my bacon. head
2: Kevin Bacon actually should get in. He's awesome. He's only got like one or two scenes but he's so good. Yeah, like Donald Sutherland. <laughs> Sutherland is incredible one scene. Joe Pesci is out of his mind in it. I actually would not nominate mm-hmm. him, but uh, still like LOL. But it could sure. be like
0: that Afterglow nomination. you know? Right, like- it
2: could have been that for sure. Um, I mean, Lawrence Fishburne for Boys in the Hood.
0: Yeah. Um, would you
2: put him in supporting? Um, Probably they could I, fraud him Yes, yeah. Uh that would have been one I think that would have been appropriate here. Yeah,
0: and then and then also like Samuel Jackson for Jungle Fever.
2: That was like the big snub as well. We didn't even mention yeah. Jungle Fever, but that that was a 91 movie. Uh Sam Jackson I think I don't think he would have won because Jack Palance is just such a just like a
0: It was like the the actually one of the uh rare like sentimental picks really like cuz he was like an old veteran and it was like a comedy as well. Right. You know. It's like that's yeah. not really a an oscary type of role
2: no uh yeah and he tells his great speech where he was like he was he, he's like one of the directors on one of his first movies in the 40s was like you're gonna win an oscar one day and he's like oh I was, he was right it's like very very sweet I, I yeah I think Samuel Jackson and Lawrence Fishburne both could have been in here I think if we were doing it again I would say probably that I I don't know who else I'm like looking through the list of, of movies maybe just year. fill this
0: with like JFK actors.
2: <laughs> Kevin Bacon, Donald Sutherland certainly. Uh I don't know. There it just it, it's funny that like these are the ones we ended up with and the Bugsy ones just feel like again like Bugsy shrug sure. You know Ben Kingsley former winner. Why not? The complete Tattel. opposite
0: of Gandhi. <laughs> right.
2: And I think Billy Crystal makes a joke about that in the opening as well. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, I'm looking through. There's, You could have gone a lot of different ways. That's fine. Um, But Jack Pound's winning. Based on these nominees, actually, I don't have a problem with it.
0: Yeah. Um, And then, you know, like, because of his win, it just gave Billy, and and you know how he opened his piece, it gave Billy a lot of material for the rest of the night. He just kept, like, riffing off of jack and like saying all these things about like oh he's he's like on the roof of like the building or something he's like lay, lay off the coffee <laughs>
2: and then i think he opens the next ceremony by dragging billy out right isn't it a runner that they tarry into the next year i think he pulls him out on the oscar yeah so and so,
0: it's yeah um it's it's a nice win and win. yeah and what like, he was nominated uh, what like almost like 40 years before that
2: yeah i think he was nominated in 1952 and yeah, 53.
0: That was like his last nomination for Shane,
2: right? Yeah, 53 was Shane. Uh, for supporting actress Mercedes Rule, in Fisher King won. The other nominees were Diane Ladd for Rambling Rose, Juliet Lewis for Cape Fear, Kate Melligan, uh, Kate Nelligan, excuse me, for Prince of Tides, and Jessica Tandy for Fried Green Tomatoes. If it was me, I would have done Juliet Lewis. No offense to Mercedes Rule, I love Juliet Lewis in Cape Fear, and it's kind of like a huge breakout. Kind of, uh, she's hanging with De Niro in a Scorsese movie, and it's she kind of owning it it's it's great it's great performance uh but mercedes were one again another one that was not necessarily unexpected right joyce i think she had won at the globes at the very least
0: yeah she won the globe um and it's she this is i mean she's she's a great actress and but this is one of those forgotten wins you know i don't think most people can name this win like a casual like oscar
2: i don't think so you were
0: yeah um, she gave a great speech as well. Um, a lot of good speeches this year, and I guess with Juliet, you could say like she was young. I think she was nineteen. So, but we know they don't have problems of young women winning. They just have issues of young men winning. Right. Um, but I don't. Maybe it was also like the movie. Maybe they could only handle one like genre movie.
2: <laughs> Probably <laughs> so, she. I think in the crowd, she's got her uh, her 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 cornrows from. Um, Natural porn killers, I think. It must have been shooting at the time. I, I right? guess, yeah. Um, anybody else here you thought of who would get nominated? No, not, I mean, Annette Bening would have been lead, I guess, right? For, yeah.
0: Um, well, at, at the Globes, they nominated their fave Nicole Kidman. Yes. For uh, Billy
2: Bathgate, so. <laughs> that was a big deal as well. That was another one that kind of like blended together with Bugsy, I feel like. So Billy Bathgate was with uh, Dustin Hoffman. He was the the lead, and I remember the, seeing the, those were always like kind of on the blockbuster shelf next to each other. I, I feel like
0: there were a lot of gangster movies.
2: Yes, it's definitely a great back, time back for back in the day <laughs> for the gangster the gangster movie. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I was like drawing a blank on some of these who you could, else who you could have nominated here. I think Nicole would have been fine. They had her at the ceremony, obviously, as like a breakout uh you know presenter. I don't know. Uh, it it was a no, not the strongest year, I guess, for supporting actresses, as well. Diane Weiss uh-huh. for like Little Man Tate, which got a shout out in. Uh, yeah,
0: Jody's Jonathan
2: uh, Jonathan Demi's speech. He gave a shout out to, uh, to to Jody for directing. Yeah, and um, I think
0: like Jody ended her speech like talking about Little Man Tate.
2: <laughs> and uh, Angela Bassett for Boys in the Hood. If we want to go down that road as well, another kind of probably contender. Uh, than if you were doing it now, perhaps. Jessica Lang, I guess, would have been lead for Cape Fear. But she also, I think Juliette Lewis is a better performance, but like that is a possibility. Though maybe I'm just showing my Cape Fear uh, bona fides or whatever. Uh, any of the animated, you're surprised any of the animated performances didn't get nominated. No.
0: Well, you told me something that just blew my mind before we started this.
2: Which was what? That I didn't remember didn't that, Jerry Orbach- that Jerry Orbach.
0: Was Beauty and
2: the Beast? Had no memory of it at all. I was like, "Who's the French guy in Beauty and the Beast?" And it's Cherry (laughs) orback doing a French accent. I had no idea. Not a clue.
0: I know. know. It's just like when when he performs "Be My Guest" on the ceremony, he doesn't in his uh, real voice. Yes. Yeah. No no French accent.
2: (laughs) No, he opens it with a French accent. um, Yeah. But no, no real performance.
0: We need we need more performances. You know what? that's what like the Encanto like bruno performance should have been like this year like that's what i was thinking too yeah yeah
2: i I just i i mean it's it's so it's so easy to just kill this this year's ceremony and like kind of be like oh remember when everything was good and like now it's like it was good (laughs) but it really was good and you watch this if you watch these clips like of beauty and the beast performances from the oscars in 1992 uh they just are so well produced and so well thought out and choreographed and just like totally gets the heart of what makes the song good and like kind of applies the you know like a real world to the animated you know what I mean like they restage it as like obviously like live action but it's from an animated thing and it works really well and I'm like in Kanto they could have easily done that I think they tried to do that with like Dos Guitas but like the Bruno thing just felt like they were going for, like, a meme instead of, like, a good performance.
0: Yeah, and it's just, like, the, and it's the way, you know, the audience, like, area was set up with, like, the tables was just awkward, but, like, that could have just been an entire stage number, and it would have been great. Like, and you could have recreated, like, the Casa Madrigal, like, everything It would have on been stage. awesome.
2: It just yeah. would have been, like, so awesome. And I mean, like, there's a, obviously, like, a million reasons why they don't do this way anymore or whatever, but... Man, you watch this, and you're just like, "This is what the Oscar." When people are like, "This is why the Oscars were good," like this is a show that you would show and be like, "This is why the Oscars were good." Actually,
0: yeah, like they know they knew how to celebrate their nominees and like the films of the year. And they also back back then in the '90s, they also did they did this year, um, like interpretive dance to like the original score nominees, and Debbie Allen choreographed them she right. this year. So you just saw all five score nominees. Uh, performed to interpret dance and it was great so like, good
2: um so those are the acting winners Joyce do you want to go through some of these other ones we don't have to spend as much time on them but I do think it's like um cool. I
0: think I the they nailed the screenplay winners both of them also won WGA so,
2: so Thelma and Louise Callie Curry won for original screenplay and obviously Ted Talley for Silence of the Lambs the other nominees are John Singleton for Boys in the Hood and original James Toback uh for Bugsy the good. Thank goodness he did not win. Probably. Uh, Richard La for The Fisher King, and then Lawrence Kasdan and Meg Kasdan for Grand Canyon, which is just the outlier there, I guess. But I mean, sure.
0: It's, it's like it's like the sole uh the screenplay nominee
2: <laughs> that we were. And then for, for for adapted Europa Europa was nominated, and then Fried Green Tomatoes, JFK obviously, and Prince of Tides. But Ted Tally won for Sons and lambs No notes. Those are great winners. I think those yeah. are like all time winners. And again, Thelma and Louise must have just missed Best Picture, I feel like. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, had it had two- to be, had it been six and, you know, like what one of the criticisms or whatever against it was that, you know, people thought, or like men thought of it as like
2: a man-hating
0: movie.
2: <laughs> right. Two people we <laughs> didn't mention actually for supporting actor who I actually, I think Harvey Cattell should have maybe gotten in for Thelma and Louise rather than Bugsy. Just to backtrack on that. He's so good in 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 Thelma and Louise and Brad Pitt. Obviously, no, but like, sure, why not? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Harvey more... Harvey
0: Keitel, you know, had a had a great run in in the early nineties. Oh my gosh, um, he, he has the the piano coming up, and mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so yeah, this is this is his Oscar nomination. That's
2: yeah. That's let's look. We'll just do a quick uh, a quick look at this run here. It's just an incredible run. Uh, he has. In 91, Thelma and Louise Bugsy and Mortal Thoughts, which was a Bruce Willis, uh, Demi Moore, uh, just trash thriller from Alan Rudolph that I've seen like a lot. And it's actually like pretty good. (laughs) Um, Reservoir Dogs, Bad Lieutenant, Sister Act. Then he's got The Piano in 93, Rising Sun, which was actually like a a thing because it was like a Michael Crichton book and Wesley Snipes and uh, Sean Connery are in it. Uh, And then he's got Pulp Fiction in 94, Clockers in 95, Get Shorty is a cameo, oh, <laughs> so good. From *Dust Till Dawn, he rolls in. Copland, just like a great, like little mini run here for him. Uh, it's kind of like petered out in the time since, so it was good yeah, to see him Yeah, and, and,
0: and Bugsy is his Oscar nomination. So, yeah. you know, sometimes it's just, whatever gets it for you.
2: <laughs> sure. Right. Um, let's see. Want to go to original score, Beauty and the Beast one, obviously. The other nominees were uh, Bugsy, Ennio Morricone, The Fisher King, JFK, John Williams, and James Newton Howard for Prince of Tides. No uh, Terminator 2 in here again, like probably should have gotten
0: one. No Silence of the Lambs.
2: No (laughs) Silence of the Lambs, even though they played the music literally all night, including in the (laughs) opening. Like that's how the show opens with the score from Silence of the Lambs. Just not nominated here, pretty strange. Hard to argue with Beauty and the Beast score. I personally think the John Williams JFK score rules. It's like a great John Williams score. Uh, So good. And you know, it would have been nice to see it win. Uh, This is just, you
0: know, the Disney Renaissance period when they just dominated the music categories.
2: Yep. Original song was Beauty and the Beast from Beauty and the Beast, obviously. Uh, Howard Ashman won his posthumous award. The other nominees were be our guest, Belle. And Joyce, let's stump here for everything I do. I do it for you brian Adams' ballad from prince of uh, prince of thieves i'll tell you a quick story Uh, i love prince of thieves i saw it in the theater that was a great another great time for kevin costner he was like the biggest star in the world probably or one of them uh he was dragged for his accent remember it was like a big deal like that he uh didn't really have a great british accent and they kind of just gave up on it halfway through alan rickman It's
0: it's sort of like how they didn't even try with accents in the last duel which I it kind of
2: was, but they did start yeah. with an accent i think yeah and um, then it just
0: like you phase it
2: out <laughs> kind of like a, a similar a similar trick you see in casino with joe pesci where he has this chicago accent in like the voiceover and then the rest of the movie is just joe pesci <laughs> like on set they were just like it's fine forget it don't worry about it joe yeah uh, well, we'll we, we, we
0: won't reshoot anything so yeah we'll okay. do it
2: in post it's fine um Alan Rickman, an incredible villain as the Sheriff of Nottingham, just an all-time performance. Uh, and the mute the song, everything I do, I do it for you. And the score was so good that they actually used it as like the um the theme for whatever the company was. I'm blanking on the name here. Uh who put this movie out? Morgan Creek Productions did like their their logo was the score from Prince of Thieves, which is Michael Kavan's score. Uh it's a great score. It just is so you know, There good. were a lot
0: of just really like grand, like like, like opulent scores back then. Okay. Like I love like 90s like music and scores. <laughs> so like, so I bought so this,
2: that. we bought, I bought the soundtrack on cassette tape. And, yes. and I went, we, I, that was one of the few movies I actually remember seeing in the theater with my mom, I guess. So it came out It was a summer release, I believe, right? Let's see, June 14th. So we must have seen it over the summer. And I had the cassette because I love the song. And I remember we went to my grandmother's house and I left the cassette in the car and it melted. And I was so upset. I was like traumatized and devastated that I like lost my beloved Brian Adams song and the score. If you go
0: back to like, like Coconuts to get.
2: I think I went back we were probably doing Tower Records with Sam Goody maybe. Nice, nice. Yeah, so that was that was really upsetting. Certainly, I was I was wow. Um when did
0: when did you realize you left it in there? Did you think like you had lost? No, I
2: think we must have gone. I remember we must have gone to my grandmother's house and then left it in there and then just came out. And I was like, Oh no, it's in there and it melted. (laughs) This is what you had to deal with when you were when we were youth. Yeah, you know, there was
0: no Spotify or Apple Music. Yeah. Physical
2: Physical media that (laughs) That was could melt in the hot sun.
0: No, but that was that was like well. it didn't melt, but I had you know uh, Beauty and a Beast on VHS, obviously in the the Disney Puffy case. Remember those? Mm-hmm, sure. And I watched it so many times, and I wore the tape out. <laughs> so That's then, awesome. like the tracking would be so messed up, and I would constantly have to press tracking on it. Tracking. Um, the, yeah, tracking, and the VCR would just like eat up the tape, and I would have to like open the latch and like strain it out. So,
2: yeah, um, Good times. amazing. Uh- other one I want to look at was cinematography. So, Robert Richardson won for JFK. It's a great win. It awesome wasn't there to accept. The other nominees were Bugsy, Alan, debut, uh Prince of Tides, Stephen Goldblatt, Terminator 2, Adam Greenberg, and Thelma and Louise, Adrian Biddle. No uh, Tak Fujimoto for uh, Science of Lambs. Just like insane to me. How did that happen? How did uh-huh. he miss? Just very strange. I feel like that could have won.
0: Yeah, I don't know how or why <laughs> I don't,
2: and like he, he gets, I, I
0: feel like it probably just missed I,
2: I um, guess so I mean somehow never nominated for an Oscar but has worked on like incredible movies including Sixth Sense and Silence of the Lambs obviously and I don't know I it just it's just very strange to me that he, he he missed um but and it gets a great shout out in, in Jonathan Demme's speech
0: Jonathan Emmy's speech is a journey, um, a long one, because... Five minutes. Five minutes. Yeah, and then he says about, like, 200 us, because he was clearly not prepared, and he kept saying, like, oh, this won't be long, but he just, like, keeps continuing (laughs) for, like, another two minutes. Uh, But it's it's cute, because he does pretty much thank and cover all, like, the people you would expect, and the important people in his life, and... Um, and it's not just like a generic, like list of names, like there's like some anecdotes behind them. So, yeah. but yeah, it, it, it might, it might aggravate some people who haven't seen that speech yet.
2: It, it's worth watching. He ends it with like, I think a shout out to Martin Ritt and Hal Ashby as his like mm-hmm. mentors. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a nice speech. It just is, again, I, I, I was just surprised he was so frazzled because I was like, who else was going to win here? Who do you think was going to win?
0: I, I mean, I guess he could have thought maybe Oliver Stone was gonna win his third, <laughs> or Barry Levinson. I, I mean, yeah, like he won DGA, but I don't know back then, like how much, like you know, award season back then.
1: Right. That Sounds I
0: crazy. clearly was not paying attention to. No. Um, it's not the same as it is now when it's like, like such a cottage industry and like precursors, and everyone is just constantly analyzing every single second of like every single like Critics Award and like precursor ceremony so he like he won that like bga but i don't think he like thought he could win this i guess i
2: i guess I not know.
0: yeah because i yeah he, he didn't win the globe obviously um and i don't know but so that was i think that was after the acting awards right what was the order where's the order ceremony <laughs>
2: Yeah, Corinne. Was he uh,
0: the penultimate award?
2: Yeah, it was. It was. It was after the acting award. So yeah, Glenn, so he
0: already saw his actors win and saw his screenplay win, his screenwriter win. Correct. Um. I don't know. Maybe he felt like he could lose.
2: <laughs> I mean, I guess maybe, but like, I don't know. So uh, Michael Douglas gives out best actor. I guess Jeremy Irons wasn't available. We, I mean, I don't know why. Yeah. Maybe he said um, but, no. He maybe said no, but the other, all, everybody else came back. Kathy Bates does a uh, best actor for. And he presenting
0: to Hannibal
2: Lecter. Pretty cool. And like, they have like a cool moment. I think on stage Whoopie for obviously Jack Palance. And, and again, Joe Pesci, just hilarious for uh, Mercedes rule. Yeah. Mercedes rule, I guess gets the short trip. a little when you're thinking back on the history of these wins because you have Anthony Hopkins and Jodie Foster, like the all time, just great, undeniable best actor and actress winners. And Jack Palin says that incredible speech. And then it's like, oh yeah, and Mercedes were one. Like you said, I think people would be, if they're going to try to figure out who won that year, if it was a trivia, that would maybe be the one that hangs people up. Yeah. A little bit. Uh, anything else, Joyce? Anything else you want to touch on here from these? Best picture, it sounds the Lambs. No kidding.
0: Yeah. Um, and yeah, so everything from what I've read was, like, it was still kind of up in the air. Like, no one really knew, like, what was going to win. Like, it wasn't, like, there wasn't an overwhelming prediction for, like, any film, really. because Coming like, into the show. Yeah, coming into the show. It was, like, between that and, like, Bugsy, maybe. And, like, maybe JFK. <laughs> so, but, yeah, like, cool pick, like, so unlike them, they, one of the few times, it's so satisfying when they get it right.
2: It is, we kind of like did a dart on this just to pick it because you we were like, oh, we should do the first, it was your first one you remember watching. And then I was like, oh, it's actually 30 years, which is kind of fun too. And it just so happens that it's just such a great year for movies and a great winner that it's like enjoyable to talk about. And even like the, fo- if we do, we'll we do, maybe if we do next, the following year is Unforgiven, it's another good movie. Like really fun ceremony, uh, but it's not like you're getting a, you know, a less than enthusiastic uh, winner. Let's say,
0: yeah. So <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I don't. I don't even remember what I thought at the time when it won. I think I was like happy it won because it was like something I had seen. One of the two movies <laughs> I had seen. So. Yeah, and you know, obviously, it's stood the test of time, and it's still the most recent film to win the big five. I I don't I honestly don't know when that will happen again. Like it's obviously been thirty years, and we haven't had it happen since. I think the hardest thing is is to snag those two leads, because I think you you have films that can win picture, directing, and writing often, but like those two leads are the hardest.
2: Especially nowadays, because I feel like. I don't know. I mean, like, I, like, I think, like we said, I think Anthony Hopkins is the, is obviously the lead, but you wonder now with the way that modern campaigns run, would they just push him in supporting and just be like, Jody's the lead. It's just a weird, like, you rarely see like a, just based on like the last few years, the best actor, there's not a best actress and a best actor in the same movie, let's say. Right.
0: and And I guess, so, yeah. So as good as it gets one for both but that wasn't beating Titanic for Best Picture. And then what, um, oh, I guess American Beauty, because Annette lost, sadly, and it basically won everything else. Mm -hmm. Um, And... Yeah, like anything
2: else? I mean, like not... Yeah, because
0: it's usually, I mean, we know like there's not a strong correlation between the actress and Best Picture anyway. Right. So... Yeah, I'm looking at like all the best actors. winners. I mean, like the stuff. David
2: O. Russell movies, you had like Amy Adams and, and Christian Bale nominated. But yeah, like, but
0: they they were not winning. Not
2: <laughs> winning, right. But like, that was like the last, that's the last one I remember, I guess. That was yeah. like- Yeah, oh,
0: oh, Walk the Line, but Joaquin wasn't beating Philip Seymour Hoffman.
2: Sure. Yeah, it's uh, a tough. It's a, that is definitely the trickiest one.
0: Yeah, like Hillary's Strang for a Million Dollar Baby and Clint was a complete surprise in Best Actor because he pumped out and Amati <laughs> for Sideways, but Clint mm-hmm. wasn't winning Best Actor.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then, yeah, yeah there's not-, a, not, yeah, Silver Linings, yeah, The American Hustle.
2: Yeah, those were the last, like, those were the maybe, but again, like, Bradley Cooper wasn't going to win.
0: Yeah, like, Emma Stone, La La Land, but Ryan Gosling wasn't going to win. Right, um, Francis. I I remember when people were like, Sam Rockwell could be lead. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no words. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't think he's lead. Um, yeah, favorite Judy, no Metland. Just just Francis all the way. And Theory of
2: everything, I guess. But like,
0: yeah, she wasn't winning. Felicity, right. sorry. Um, Eddie Redmayne. That was Julianne's time.
2: Yeah, not a lot of. I mean, even like if you look at like the artists, like you could say that Bernice Barrow, Beho is uh, a lead, but she was nominated in supporting and like- Yeah, they pushed her win.
0: supporting. Um,
2: so it doesn't really happen. You're not seeing that as much. And I don't know if you'll, will, will we ever see it again? Yeah, Probably I don't know. I guess, I guess 30 well, years.
0: yeah. Well, there, there was also Dead Men Walking. I forgot about that in 95 for like Susan won because she was like overdue, mm-hmm. but Sean didn't win because that was Nicolas Cage yeah so I don't know I guess yeah because also now it they seem to spread the wealth more too
2: yeah they don't they don't seem to want to like go unless it's like a tech thing like a Fury Road they don't want to go too hard on like one we've we've seen that over and over again
0: yeah and it's, it's even harder for Best Picture to win both directing and screenplay. Like sometimes it's just one of, of directing or screenplay to go with Best Picture. And in yeah. this case, you know, the director of the Best Picture was not even nominated, so. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what one, what Best Picture? thing? Oh, come on, that's
0: right. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: uh joyce anything else here before we, before we wrap up and say goodbye to, to oscar oscar it was a wonderful night for oscar oscar
0: you get you get sing something again next week so
2: yeah we'll pick a different she, one Should we just do all the billy crystal years. i mean we could just keep going 93 yes, he has one. nine it's pretty good
0: i know we have to go back too because he he did two i think before this year
2: yeah super problem i mean like we talked about this i think uh, just not the a lot of a lot of problematic jokes in some of these but uh pretty fun. What are you
0: going to do? They're, they're
2: of their time. They're of their time. And just like, man, no one had the spectacle of Billy Crystal. You mentioned this like earlier. I think the other prevailing thing I thought watching this was just not just the respect for like the craft, but like there's not an embarrassment of movies. I feel like even though I thought like, I thought actually Amy Schumer did an okay job. I thought she was pretty funny. And I thought Wanda Sykes and Regina Hall were solid but you watch Billy Crystal or any of these older ones doesn't have to be Billy Crystal hosting, hosting like Steve Martin hosting or whatever they're not like mean-spirited about the the movies and now it's just like this all sucks and we gotta like dunk on everything Like
0: you know, you're dunking on The Last Duel which was one of the best movies of 2021
2: not only that I mean one of the Wanda Sykes jokes early on was oh uh Power of the Dog I finally it took me seven times to watch it and it's just like that's pretty mean spirited, even if you thought it was boring, which I did. Uh you wouldn't like make that joke for like it's got most nomina- it's got the most nominations in theory. It's the best movie of the year. It's also uh, such
0: a tried out joke, because that's what like people who don't like it say about it, right? That's like their main criticism. And it's not also of the Dog is shorter, was shorter than like half the best picture. Nominees. That's the other thing
2: that's funny. It's like it might be like it was like when they were doing those jokes for the Irishman, it felt Appropriate only because The Irishman was notably long for like yes. three hours. And like that was like a huge part of its like narrative was that this movie was three hours long and good luck watching it. But Power yeah, Dog is a like, a, like
0: two hours and like 10 minutes. Yeah,
2: maybe. <laughs> and like eight of those minutes are credits. So it's like, it's like a two hour movie. You're really not putting a lot of time into it. Certainly no more so than any other movie. And yeah, I just thought that was like such a mean spirited joke and just kind of indicative of what, like you were saying, like the kind of the current vibe is that we're embarrassed about the Oscars and embarrassed about the movies. And this show is like, you know, it's great movies.
0: Yeah. And also like this year's nominees, um, like this past season, like it was such an eclectic lineup. Like, are all these movies my favorite? No. Um, like I still think like the 2020 crop is stronger than the 2021 crop. But like you had a western <laughs> You had, like, a musical. You had this, like, 70s, like, meandering, you know, like, valley, like, sort of love story. You had, you know, like, Kenneth Branagh's, like, his ode to his childhood in black and white. Um, Like, all these different types of movies, you know, a a three-hour Japanese film. And, like, completely different styles and genres. And you should be celebrating them instead of, like, trying to dunk on them and I, even I, like ones that are not nominated like the last duel
2: <laughs> pretty <laughs> incredible the last duel jokes were so i mean like such an easy joke to make and just the wrong movie like we said it's actually like really good and people who saw it like really liked it and i don't know i just it's just it's just not what you want it's just a yeah bummer. and
0: then well the other thing about like celebrating you know obviously they cut the eight categories this year and in like these old ceremonies, they did it for some of the categories here. Like you talk about how, you know, they did the interpretive dance for song or score nominees and they've done the, the fashion shows for costumes before. And when they're presenting some of these craft categories, you when they did visual effects, they show like behind the scenes footage of how all these teams like put all this stuff together, you know, like creative visual right. effects. You could at least show that.
2: I like just, and I think it would be like interesting. Like, wouldn't you be interested to see that? Like, to celebrate the movies. And again, like, we're talking, like, obviously, like, the current... This year's Oscars, like, an edict was get more people to watch. And they, uh, from a bare minimum, they did do that. But I don't know. Like, this is a show, obviously, different time and, like, different kind of people... Way people watch TV. 44 million people watch this. That's insane compared to, like, what we see now, even for, like, anything popular. But the show is super entertaining. Like we said, those Beauty and the Beast numbers are incredible. And, like, a lot of the stuff they're doing, like, is sticky, and I think would have gone in, in, in modern times would have gone viral, right? Like the Billy Crystal, like Hannibal Lecter thing would have been like a moment, and like you could do it and still celebrate the movies. I don't know, but
0: yeah, it's also I think it's interesting because you can watch these clips from 30 years ago now, and I don't know who's gonna be watching clips from those year shows in 30 years and being like. I mean, I'm I could think list. of
2: one. I could think of one clip they'll be watching. Choice.
0: Yes, yeah. but I'm talking about like the winners <laughs> and like the performances.
2: I can not even tell you one meaningful thing about the performances. No,
0: yeah. What what happened? I just remember one thing from this year's show. That's all. That's still, definitely not, one... still not over. There, There's a meeting tomorrow, isn't there? Yes, <laughs> on Friday.
2: We're recording yeah, this Thursday. There's definitely one thing I will I will never forget uh, seeing from this year's Oscars. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so we'll do this again. So this was the uh, Oscars playback, we called it.
0: Yes, not re or whatever. See, re just
2: rolls it. off the tongue. It's such a great re sure. <laughs> 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 right. That'll
0: just be the subtitle, okay?
2: <laughs> yeah, sure. All right, see you later. For all things Hollywood competition and awards, season, head to goldderby.com. Follow us on social media at Gold